2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First podcast of the year, guys. And this is episode 48. And today we are going to be looking at breakthroughs and discoveries of 2018. And some of you have been watching a really long or listening a really long From time. From the beginning. Yeah. This was our first podcast episode last year. Um, it's kind of a janky mess because it was our first one and we didn't really know what we're doing. But here we are <laughs> Audio a year later. Audio one year. Like yeah. both of us were in. It, it was bad. It was recorded yeah. in like stereo or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was bad. But we're learning, right? And we've, I feel like we've improved. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> and, Slightly. Um, but yeah. So now we're going to go back and look at 2018 at all the interesting things that happened, the breakthroughs and discoveries. Which will be very interesting. There'll probably be some stuff on here, you know, and some stuff you don't know. But yes, um, yeah, I think it's good to reflect on the previous year and just look at everything that happened. And, you know, I, I think it's easy to get lost in all the noise and all the crazy yeah. shit that's going on that you sometimes you forget to, you know, look and see a little bit deeper, you know, ex what else is going on that could be you know, positive for the advancement of society and civilization and, yeah, and you just know, new stories and just you interesting miss. stuff that you, yeah, you might have missed. So, yeah. That's what we are jumping into today, but we just wanted to give a big thank you to all of you guys out there, whether you're new or you've been listening since episode one at the beginning of last year. We're coming up on our one year podcast anniversary, so we just yeah, want to give you guys a, a big thank you for supporting us, and yes. we never, we honestly never thought it would end up like this. No. I mean, <laughs> We were just talking about it on YouTube, like, and you know, yeah. we got our plaque finally, and we it's thought crazy. it was going to be. I, I mean, I thought I had no idea how quickly we could build this because you know my only experience with building a channel from the ground up was like my vlog channel which took years to accumulate that many subscribers or my channel which took years as well so this was so different i was i was fully prepared to be like barely scraping by with views <laughs> and like begging people to come to it but you guys like i can't believe how dedicated our us. audience is and and um how natural this has become like the first couple episodes i did i was so anxious i was so nervous to be live like the idea of not being able to edit myself was yeah. crazy like yeah so sitting down for you know almost two hours some days and talking live is is a bit intense at first but now i was telling josh this is more relaxing than my videos is i truly enjoy it and i think that's mainly because of you guys because of how accepting and open-minded and kind you all are and it makes it a lot easier to just be yourself when you know that your yeah, audience absolutely. Is going to accept that. I mean, it's just it's mind blowing, guys. I mean, we, we've been able to reach people all the way around the world. I think yeah. it's like 50 countries or something we're in. You yeah. know, people are listening us in. So shout out to all you guys all around the globe that are going a mile higher with us every week. We really, really appreciate you all. And we've got some big things planned for uh, 2018 oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. um, we're I've gonna be taking interesting it, stuff on the calendar. We're gonna be taking it to a next level. We're gonna be uh, introducing some guests this year, which will be really fun, and uh, maybe even a live event. We'll see. So, Ooh, uh, a little teaser right there. So, lots of exciting things to uh, come. And today we'll be reflecting on the past year. But this week's Patreon question is actually pretty interesting. It's from. Uh, Shelly, I think is how you say it, but it's C H E L L. Maybe that's shell like shell, but spelled differently. Like maybe it's short for Michelle. Could be. Yeah. It's yeah. Cute. Yeah. It could shell. be shell. Anyway, her question is, do you think premature or late births affect astrology signs? For instance, you are born earlier than your due date and the day you are born on has a different sign than your due date. Uh, oh. would have originally been made for you could this make someone have traits different than the sign they were born under could this make people have traits of two signs i actually get asked this a lot people will ask me if i'm born on or like if my due date i was i was like premature three weeks from my due date like am i still am i still 
like, which sign am I? Am I what I was supposed to be born on or what day I was actually born on? And the answer is what day you were actually born on. Right. With astrology and, I mean, astrology ties back into, like, I mean, a bunch of different belief systems, but, like, Wicca and the belief in the universe and things happening for a reason. So if you're born early, that was supposed to happen. That's, like, your unique path. Even, Even premature babies, like, people would think, well, why would someone, why would any universal god or whatever makes someone born early that's like you know presents a lot of health issues but that's part of that soul's journey like as we yeah. talked about before this is something they're supposed to go through in order to build their soul and to like learn and grow um and it's not like when you know you're um right doctors don't get when they give you a due date it's not like an absolute no. it's not like they know it's not like they no. have any clue you can come whenever you're supposed to come so yeah look at, at Colleen, the end of it yeah exactly her baby was born three weeks early so. and no one plans for that no, no one can you know tell you exactly what time and date you're going to be born so yeah. i i 100 agree that it's probably you know from the time you're actually you know breathing your first breaths into yes. the world and you know potentially yeah. when in you know the soul enters the body possibly or your spirit whatever you want to call it your energy That's you know that the, makes you you mm-hmm. enters a lot of people that argue point. that maybe you're not even like truly a soul or filled with consciousness until you are actually born which is interesting to think about like what if a body is just a body until it's actually out it's very possible i mean it seems seems kind of probable to me yeah I think it's possible. I mean, I don't know how much there's probably like scientific research on the brain and everything in the womb. But, but that's the thing is like we don't we don't, we don't understand, understand consciousness, consciousness on that yeah. level where we know where we don't even know where it originates from. Right. So how could we say at what point does it begin? Yeah, it's true. We could be conscious from the minute, you know, yeah, inception occurs or um, yeah. so. So that's, I mean, it's really interesting. You can think you can look at um, like we can watch how Colleen's baby ends up but she's very public about her pregnancy or birth colleen uh what's her last ballinger uh miranda sings she so her baby would have been a capricorn because she said he was supposed to come after christmas and he ended up being a sagittarius so those are two really different energies yeah yeah, yeah. sagittarius and capricorn are like that's just so different like way way different so we can kind of gauge it off his personality a little bit in the next couple years i mean everyone so many people on youtube i'm sure a lot of you guys are up to date with colleen like it's like the youtube thing right now is colleen's baby (laughs) um flynn is his name so we'll just see how he ends up but this uh a psychic interviewed her like before or like did a reading on her when she first got pregnant and said that she was gonna have like a really manly like athletic boy that's really into baseball and like really like rough and tumbled type of oh, boy, really? which would fit Sagittarius way more than yeah, Capricorn. Yeah. So I'm curious. That's interesting. We'll see. That is interesting. What do you think about being born on a cusp between two signs? Like how oh, does that affect? I'm on a cusp and I'm telling you <laughs> it's real. I am an Aries Taurus cusp. And as Josh knows, I definitely, as much as I don't like to admit it, I have more Aries than I would like to admit, like the bad Aries qualities. Like <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. get really, when I get angry, I also have my, um, uh, my Mercury in Aries, which is communication. So sometimes my communication style is a little like, rah, when I'm yeah, angry, when I'm yeah. mad or like stressed out, I come across like that. Yeah, and I'm like, ooh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But then I have my more Taurus-y side, unless you piss me off, because then I can get mad on my Taurus side too. Oh yeah. Turns into a full blown <laughs> bowl, guys. Horns and everything. Full blown fiery bull um it's like a ram i'm a ram bull mix how lucky for you hmm. mm-hmm. wonderful i know so 
Josh is not on the cusp. He's like I'm a full, solid, straight up yeah. Virgo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it does actually matter. Um, it can and it changes all the time. Like you can't look up the current current one for this year or like a lot of people are like, isn't it the 22nd to the 22nd for this month or whatever? And it, it literally is always going to be changing. Like someone could have a different could be on a cusp one year and then someone could be born on that same day a couple years later and they won't be on the cusp, if that makes sense. Like it's very it depends right. on the year and the day. Like that's what so yeah no that makes sense <laughs> going on to an astrology tangent no astrology is super interesting and if you don't know much about it which i didn't know much about astrology till you know fairly recently last last few years but man i mean is it accurate like as far yeah. as ex you know helping you understand who you are and you know the qualities that you have and it, it's just so spot on especially for me i know i've gotten yeah. you know several readings and things like that yeah. but when you actually take the time to understand when you look at your birth it, chart and yeah. you actually understand how everything works to you yeah. know works in uh conjunction with each other and stuff it's very very interesting yeah it, it really is like truly is very we should uh dive into that deeper sometime i think we might pretty yeah. soon yeah and we might have someone joining us for that yeah that'd be really fun i think yeah it will be very fun all to right go into on. <coughs> detail on that Oh, I'm so interested in this story. Let's All right. talk about this. And this now was... it's time for Woke News This Week. He's Thank so you, slow. I know. Morgan, you got to speed, speed it up. up a little bit there, dude. We got shit you know. to do. Woke News This Week. All right, but on a serious note, guys, this is very um, disturbing. Yeah, and just fucking crazy. Very bizarre. And I don't know. Let's just see what you guys think about this. But so I'm sure many of you have seen the actor, comedian, Sasha Baron Cohen, you know, and his glorious movies he's been in. Which is, if you don't know who he is, I think a lot of people don't know who he yeah. is. Uh, Borat. Is one of the, the one. Movie? Yeah. Oh my God. I watched that he's with my dad when I was young. Shit. The and dictator like, he's in. This is awkward. Oh yeah. Um, that was a more the recent one, one. Ricky Bobby. That one's so fucking good when he's the French guy. <laughs> and he's like sponsored yeah, by yeah, Perrier yeah. or whatever. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. I've come here to defeat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's very, very funny guy. Extremely funny. Very, a very one of the most brilliant per people like of this generation. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. He is a very, very smart comic. Yes. And pushes the boundaries. Oh, like oh, his ability yeah. to act undercover is oh, yeah. unmatched. Whole he's character so good. is like he's one of those guys that can become anything and <laughs> yeah. anybody, and like you will believe him. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really interesting. But I'm sure you heard he was hosting a show on Showtime called Who Is America. And if you haven't seen it, oh I'm gosh. sure Can you I play probably like a have tiny on. Clip? No, we can't no, play any clip. Copyright. Uh, yeah. <laughs> copyright our shit. Even if it's like five no, seconds. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Damn you, copyright system. It's gotten crazy. Okay. Well, but I, I'm sure you you've seen it. It's on TV. This. You it's have on... to type in Who is America? Dick Cheney is a good, funny Dick one. Dick Cheney's on there. Yeah. So basically, he like dresses up and goes undercover. And interviews all these different politicians and gets them to say the wackiest shit. Like, you will not like believe top, what top these people... Level. Yeah. Dick Cheney was about to, like, sign off on a waterboarding bill. Like, it was like a fake bill. He was like, oh, what? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll support this. Or not a bill. He was, like, yeah. going to sign a petition. And then there was this guy. I don't remember who, who that senator was. I'm I sure he doesn't well, have a job anymore. I don't know if he was anymore. a senator or if he was a representative uh, he, or yeah, something. Yeah, he was a congressman. I'm sorry. Um, he was a congressman. Yeah, he was, like... From Texas, ultra conservative guy, and it, it's just wacky. Like, he like convinced him that 
Terrorists, Terrorists are... are afraid of butts. And so this guy fucking pulled his pants down and was like chasing <laughs> Sasha Baron around. I, I would with be his shocked if you going, seen Fuck this. your I'm terrorists. Sure America first. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God. And it was real. He believed it. He fell for the whole prank. So that's what this movie is, is he pranks like a bunch of politicians and kind of gets them to say the like most crazy out there shit. Really but pushing the boundaries. When so, he was working on this, what happened? Yeah. So they were finishing up uh, the season of Who is America? And on one of the last episodes, they actually had to pull this footage because it appears that he may have uncovered some type of child sex trafficking pedo ring in las vegas now there's actual you know evidence to back this up uh to some degree because of the interaction that he had with uh, somebody in vegas about this so let me read this interview he had with deadline.com because he explains exactly what happened and what he was doing and he was um actually playing as this character named geo which uh the aim of this character was to show the levels to which people would go to out of greed like what would they do for money and we all know like what people will do for money pretty much anything so yeah this is a particular interview that didn't make it into the show um, he said we were shooting some of this at the time of Harvey Weinstein we wanted to investigate how does someone like Harvey Weinstein get away with doing what you know get away with criminality essentially so so Sasha Baron Cohen's just kind of setting it up as to what they were trying to do now what happens next is kind of crazy so so he said, we decided that Gio would interview a concierge in Las Vegas. And during the interview, I revealed that basically Gio has molested an eight-year-old boy. And this is like, when he plays these characters, he's like being serious. So this yeah. is like a serious situation. And he says, now mind you, this is extreme comedy. And we thought that the guy would leave the room. Instead, this concierge stays in the room. And I go, listen, you've got to help me get rid of the problem. And this guy starts advising Gio how to get rid of this issue. We even at one point talk about murdering the boy and the concierge is just saying, well, listen, I'm really sorry. In this country, we can't just drown the boy. This is America. We don't do that. And then in the end, he puts me in touch with a lawyer who can silence the boy. It became really dark stuff. And then at the end of the interview, I say, listen, I want to go out and celebrate now. Can you get me a date for tonight? And the concierge says, what do you mean a date? He says, I go, you know, like a young man, he says, well, what kind of age? I say lower than bar mitzvah, but older than eight. And he says, and the concierge says, yeah, I can put you in touch with somebody who can get you some boys like that. Oh, my God. This is like a dead serious yeah. conversation with this guy. They have recording of this. Yeah. They have actual footage of this concierge. <laughs> he was basically doing a sting in a way. Yeah, he was in a way, you know, yeah. undercover. So... <laughs> How does wow, this qualify wild. as comedy and, and what did he do? So uh, Cohen says, we immediately turned over the footage to the FBI because we thought perhaps there's a pedophile ring in Las Vegas that's operating for these very wealthy men. And this concierge had said that he'd worked for politicians and various billionaires. But in the end, the FBI decided not to pursue it. Oh, my God. Because they know it exists. So this is like one of the most controversial things like in the world right now. And it's this idea that people can't seem to wrap their heads around, even though we have so much proof that very wealthy individuals and just, you know, people, high level political figures, I'm not going to name any names or anything, but it seems that they may be participating in essentially human sex trafficking um, and sexual exploitation of children yeah. And this is very concerning, 
obviously. And it's like, we know that this is happening. This is not like shocking news. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. probably shocking to a lot Just of people Google out there it, that don't find. know. You know, like, like, don't believe this stuff is actually happening. They're probably like, what the fuck? So what's so wild about this is that it it seems that he may have at least uncovered somebody that knew something about some type of ring that exists in Las Vegas. He should Vegas. have gone further and like tried yeah. to connect with that person. Yeah, he should have been like, can we meet up with him? Or, yeah. You know, try to, I mean, that's going way beyond yeah. the bounds of what the show was supposed to This was be comedy and it turned yeah. into this really dark situation yeah. where, you know, it's we're all funny. of a sudden, you know, un uncovering this reality that there is this, you know, really sick rings of you know people that are exploiting children for money and do people really not know that this is happening though like, yeah a lot so of people don't know a lot of people don't i guess know. i didn't know a few years ago because i think because this is such a you dark it's topic only in certain countries or something yeah and the and i mean the mainstream media very rarely talks about oh yeah it pedophile rings child sex trafficking yeah it makes people uncomfortable but the sad reality here's the reality guys and and I want to do a, an entire episode dedicated to human trafficking, sex trafficking, uh, sex trafficking, because this is like a mind. This is perhaps the biggest issue in today. You yeah. know, this day and age. That's like, why I work with Thorn. Exactly. It is the biggest issue of this day and age. Absolutely. The, the most undiscussed, you know, undisclosed issue um, that most people have zero idea about. Mm hmm. So the International Labor Organization estimates that there are 40.3 million victims of human trafficking globally. That's one of the things about it, too, is it's not just like, oh, yeah, there's just human trafficking in certain areas, certain states, certain countries. This literally expand, you know, spans the entire world. Every single country has this problem. Yep. And, you know, this is not, you know, only central to one particular country or state or city Mm -hmm. This is global, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Every state has something going on. 40.3 million, though? That's like, that's a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, that is. Well, I mean, look how many people are missing, dude. Where do you think they all are? Yeah. Speaking of that, so 81% of them are trapped in forced labor. 25% of them are children, which just it just blows my mind. And 75% are women and girls. So bad. I can't. It's like... I feel like so many of us probably, probably you have not experienced what it's like to have no freedom, like no freedom, not limited freedoms because your parents are grounding you or whatever. No, like modern slavery, like, like no freedom, no, no freedom to do anything. You work even going to the bathroom when you want to or where you want to, like you do what other you are owned. Literally, you're like, a piece of property. It's that's why literally slavery. It's horrible, especially sex slavery, because it's Ugh. like then you're you have no control of anything, and even children, your body and children and young kids that never you know and it's like innocent. even if we do get them out the amount of damage they have is insurmountable <sighs> it's it's mind-boggling it really is and 54 percent of all traffic victims just in 2014 were trafficked for the purpose of sexual exploitation which yeah. is just fucking sick yeah. it really is no it's a 150 billion dollar industry and that's why these rich individuals are involved in it i mean it it takes money like people are like well how do they how do they cover this up? Like that's everybody's excuse for not knowing about something or pretending that something isn't real is like, if this was such a big problem, then why wouldn't we just see this happening yeah. all the time? Like, yeah. why don't I just see people, you know, why don't, why don't we see this more in the news? Well, it's because for one, the, you news, know, doesn't cover the it. news doesn't cover it because they're all about, they're trying to cover like 
good stories or like yeah. major. There are stories, and there's parents trying to contact mainstream media saying, "My kid just got out of sex trafficking." There was that family in that Jane Doe movie. That's a great place to start. I always recommend it. Jane Jane Doe on Netflix really helps people like understand how big this is and how how much it's going on in America, like in your backyard. It's crazy. Um, but this woman tried everything to get someone to help. And um, sorry, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. She, what were you saying? She tried to get this woman, Jane Doe, you're talking about? This, yeah. 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 What was I saying? I don't know. Oh, shoot. God. It's all right. We'll come back to it. My brain literally was just like, uh, nope. <laughs> it's all right. But so this is the most mind boggling statistic is that. Oh, just, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that they were con. She tried to get media coverage. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I'm sorry. That just literally slipped my mind. She tried to get media coverage. She said she contacted CNN. She had a major lawsuit against Backpage.com, um, which is kind of like. Yeah, um, I think I remember seeing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like um a. uh craigslist type of website but they got caught for basically assisting sex trafficking um they yeah eventually shut it down but it was a really big it was such a problem um but yeah they wouldn't even cover that like they don't cover it on the news they don't want to talk about that on the news they want to give you the 24-hour trump cycle and whatever else bullshit they want to feed down your throat to fit the narrative and to control the conversation if it if it gets into sex trafficking, imagine the fucking things they would have to face and the questions they would have to ask to the people that come right on their show. Yeah. There are people that are involved in this yeah. shit that go on TV. Or that, are, that you see on TV. So. Absolutely. Plus, a lot of the people that are very high up at these major media corporations, I mean, the, the major media is controlled by six different companies, correct? So those or people go up a like little that. higher, it probably that, all actually. to the same... Oh, top yeah. source oh yeah um so everything is a pyramid guys everything those types of people yeah. those higher ups are involved in this shit so obviously they don't want it on the news no no they don't want people asking questions and becoming concerned and and people collecting into groups to start searching into this stuff and looking yeah. into it i mean they, they ashton kutcher is a major threat to them yeah i mean i mean his company his uh thorn organization is you know going using technology to mm-hmm. seek out places where people are being you know uh trafficked and things like that and Mm -hmm. and identifying you know where these people are and actually finding Mm -hmm. um individuals and and helping bring them home so and they do a lot to help with the child pornography issue as well yes yes which is a a major issue but this is this is just wild in 2017 an estimated one out of seven endangered runaways reported to the national center for missing and exploited children were likely child sex trafficking victims that is just it's alarming especially yeah, when you first it's not shocking first know about it i mean i remember growing up and you know especially as i got older going into grocery stores and walmart's things like that and there's always that bulletin board like kind of right as you walk yeah. in that's like usually uh a, you know one of the missing and exploited children's billboards that's got a bunch of faces on it and mm-hmm. i'm and i always just was like where did these people go and i mean Obviously, a lot of them get found. They're actual runaways and they, you know, they're brought back home. But they're they're not all being kidnapped by like weirdos that just want to have them in their house. Like, yeah, that happens to some people. But the majority of them are being like sought out and like used, stolen as becoming an object. You lose every everything that you have, any freedom that you have, any ounce of sense of. Yeah, just, Self, like just reality. Gone. I mean, your reality is completely, completely changed. Completely gone. You have no choices anymore. 
Yeah, they completely. Uh, yeah. So awful. It's so awful. And it, it really does happen everywhere. And especially all you women out there. I know I say this. I really drive this home. But be careful, especially in Walmarts and Walmart parking lots like really dangerous shit happens. And if anyone ever comes up to you and it tries to is just talking to you about some weird shit or being like, hey, come to my Bible thing. If or anybody's come to telling you to come anywhere house, with them, that should be a red flag. Don't. Especially um, if it's. Yeah, because that's how it is happening a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can just I mean, I see it all over the Internet all the time of people having these encounters with sketchy individuals, mm -hmm. especially at big box yep. stores Walmart's. with huge parking lots. And yeah, it's normally women. Yeah, that, that go that pick up the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they'll so, fool you. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll completely. It's fool not going to look like a scary it. guy in a black mask. It's going to be someone normal looking they they've gotten so good they're not going to just like risk being identified i mean they're going to do it in the most casual way yeah you know and i mean we've seen this with with other types of groups or you know people that start cults and things mm -hmm. that try to get you to join them you know and it could end up being something way worse than what you were originally told so just be vigilant and you know watch out for for other people watch out for yourself look over your shoulder especially if you're you know female and you're yeah you know, you're rolling solo most of the time. Seriously, just just keep an eye out and, you know, never, especially at night, walk with your, you know, looking at your phone or anything. Just mm -hmm. basic things like that could could save your you life. You just need to look aware, like look like you're walking with a fucking purpose. You're not dilly dallying. You don't look like you'd be easily taken advantage of. You look like someone who know who's got their shit together. And I really suggest carrying pepper spray in this day and age yeah. or any type of um pepper spray is the best or a thing. taser too either one yeah, taser's harder pepper spray is yeah. better Ta well yeah a i agree if you spray I've pepper spray you're gonna you're gonna disable that person unless they have like goggles on or something <laughs> yeah yeah honestly but um i think just walking with a purpose makes a big difference too like they're looking for a certain type of person that looks like they're not paying attention someone they could easily take advantage of yeah someone weak yes so don't look weak don't if make you yourself look, like look you're distracted gonna... and yeah it's easy to take advantage of you know you're out there with a purpose and you're not letting anyone fuck with you seriously the biggest thing is don't walk on your phone like do not walk around in public on your phone and unless you're in like the mall or a restaurant like if you're at in night outside in the outside do not be on your phone no because they will look for someone like that that's looking down because then someone can come up and you know get you out of nowhere oh yeah this and at really night happens. you can disappear yeah I mean, just look at all the people that disappear without a trace, literally vanish. All the mm -hmm. people that we constantly talk about that just vanish in thin air. I yep. mean, yeah, there might be some bizarre reason they did, but what are the statistics say? The statistics say that it's very likely they could have been taken and then disappear mm -hmm. into sex trafficking, which the, the rings yeah. roll around the entire world, dude. So you mm -hmm. could, you know, be taken and sent somewhere else, you know, that you have, you know, no one will ever find you there and know that you're there. So it's it's very frightening. And I think the scariest thing is knowing that this is literally in all of our backyards. It doesn't matter where you yeah. live. No. Maybe in one of the worst. Yeah. It seriously is. It really is. Johnny Gosh was held here for like years. According to, to I mean, from what they've figured out, it sounds like he was held here. Yeah. Remember his initials were carved in that right. house. Yeah. God, it's just crazy. So, yeah. <coughs> Definitely be safe. Stay vigilant because this is happening. And... It's it's very, very sick. And hopefully, hopefully we can. I don't know. I don't know how we even fix this problem because it's so big. I don't know what, we ha what has to be done, but I don't know. We'll have to dive into that more later. But 
Uh, our second story today is interesting just because we are a big fan of this country, and I think it's kind of helping set a precedence for the rest of the world, and that is Thailand, actually, finally legalized medical marijuana in Kratom, which I thought Kratom was already legal there, but it wasn't. Wait, how could it not be legal? That's where it originates from. I know, right? It's from a special tree that grows in Thailand. I know, but they they basically deemed it a you know substance that... <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. It's like from bark of a tree. So the Thai government passed um, the new legislation for this on Christmas Day, which approved the use of marijuana for medicinal purposes and research. Marijuana in Thailand, similar to America, was the traditional medicine sold in apothecaries to relieve pain and fatigue. What you know, no surprise there. Until it was pro, uh, till its prohibition in the 1930s. So very similar to the U.S., which is weird that like all. Everybody, you know, kind of at the same time, it seems like around the world, all of a sudden, just like, yeah, outlawed marijuana. Yeah. Which yeah, is interesting because I'm like, what was happening around 1930s? Well, is that when it was outlawed here? Was it 1930s? I thought it was like 50s. No, it, it was, I think it was earlier than that. Really? Let me see. I'm now, thinking war on drugs. That's not, well, there was the was uh, Controlled Substance Act, but marijuana has been, let's see, in the, 1920 okay, or no so tax act of 1937 so yeah it was the around 30s, the same time which is interesting because it's like hmm. hmm if you believe in this like cannabis conspiracy of like oh they don't want us to you know use these natural drugs because a they take money away from other industries but b they open minds you know it's very interesting like maybe there was some type of global <laughs> global conspiracy with it i don't know it's very interesting but kratom kratom was something else i wanted to talk about a little bit today um, which if you've never heard of uh, Kratom, it is a tropical evergreen tree in the coffee family, which is indigenous to Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, and it has been used in traditional medicine since at least the 19th century. So a lot of people use Kratom for managing chronic pain, for treating opioid withdrawal symptoms, and now some people use it for recreational purposes. But the thing Kratom for recreational purposes? Yeah. Like for I mean, fun? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could. Yeah. I mean, the main thing with it is some people are kind of like abusing it in a way and in uh, mixing it with other stuff. Like oh, some people yeah, are putting kratom into their like codeine and, you know, their Ooh, lean and sucks. yeah, making it extra like. One time I accidentally had a drink after I had taken kratom, like a couple hours later, but still kratom lasts a long time. And I take big doses because I have. So when I have like a flare up, I don't take it every day. I save it for when I have flare up so that I don't get like too tolerant to it. But yeah, one time I drank on it and I felt like, remember that night we were at Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. I was fucked up. Yeah. I was. Well, that's the thing about it is that it, it it really, I look at it as very much a medication, just as like anything else that's a medication. And it's a natural one that does wonders for people. I know some of you have out there have reached out to us and asked us if we've tried um, Kratom or not. It but. is amazing. Like when I have really bad pain, I can take a lot of it and... But it makes me tired. It makes me want to pass out. Like, it does have kind of so if you if you're wondering what it's like, it's kind of like is a Xanax the right word? Isn't it really? It's not really Xanax. It's more like yeah, I don't know. It kind of gives you. It it definitely takes care of any pain that you're having, any physical chronic pain, especially. It relaxes your mind and it really just allows you to just calm down to a calm state and even help you sleep better. And mm -hmm. it's kind of a, it's got sedative uh, effects to it for sure. It can make you feel a little like, whoa, like loopy, especially if you like 
don't smoke at all or don't like use anything else. Yeah. Because I feel like it could be like, or if you've never like had any type of Xanax or something like that. It for, could be very yeah. powerful. Yeah, yeah, I would be definitely careful with it and start small. Don't just like take a bunch because some people do. Because some people take like huge amounts of it for pain. If you have serious chronic pain, some people have to take like very large amount to get like me. Like I don't have to take too, too much, but I still take a lot more than like someone would for a like sore knee or something, you know, like yeah. I have to, there's, that's my whole body is sore. So I have to like take enough that it'll actually make a difference. But it's interesting though that um, this it has to be essentially brought over from that part of the world and it's been sold in the US for a while now. But in 2016, actually, um, the DEA and the FDA uh, were trying to get it put into, you know, uh, listed as a Schedule One drug because they say that uh, there is no evidence that Kratom is safe or effective for treating any condition. And that's from the United States Food and Drug Administration this year. So, and that's the thing is that this has not, it, there hasn't been a ton of research done on it like it should, like, mm -hmm. like every other natural medication. So, you, you know, they're quick to say, oh, there's no research. So therefore there's no, you know, benefits to this, um, you know, substance. So we're just going to flat out ban it and make you go to, you know, go to prison if you get caught with it. Yeah. But luckily people that did use, um, Kratom and it's people pronounce it different ways. I always have pronounced it Kratom. People pronounce it just just so you know if I'm saying it wrong what to do, some of you. But, what do some of the people say it as? Uh, kratom. Uh, kratom. Yeah, I mean, there's just different. I've always heard it as kratom, so that's just the way I say it. But um, it's definitely has a stimulant effect at lower doses, and it definitely has an opioid-like um, effect at higher doses. So, and it and it does work in the same way that like other opiates work, but it's not really opiate. Like it's it's very it's very confusing, but. By no means are we saying or condoning that you guys should try Kratom. You know, that's yeah, totally careful. It's totally up to you. Do your research. Talk to your doctor first. Talk to your doctor because there have been instances of people um, dying from not many, but there have been people that have died from using too much Kratom when they've mixed it with yeah, other things. Yeah, it's always things. when it's mixed, though. Like Yeah. Because you'd have to, to do it on a, it'd have to be a lot. Yeah. Um, And even then. So. Sorry, I just like choked on my spit. <coughs> But it's good news that it's finally being, you know, legalized and, you know, researched in Thailand and they're going to start taking it more seriously because I think it could be a very um, helpful thing with the right amount of research. It could yeah. help us fight this opioid problem that we have Definitely in could. the U.S. Because mm -hmm. if you can wean people off opioids and give mm -hmm. them Kratom, that is much better for their bodies as natural, you know, and is natural, but still helps them get off of them, then that could be really good for you know, society and especially and God, when you're having States. pain like that, like it's so nice. Even CBD doesn't it's so nice. Doesn't take the pain away. Not sometimes. as much as Kratom. Yeah. Like it's just a level up. Sometimes Absolutely. it's like too much. Like I wouldn't need it every day, but luckily I don't have pain every single day. But yeah. it's actually illegal in Alabama, Arkansas, Indiana, Tennessee, Vermont, Wisconsin, and the, and the district of Columbia. Dude, I'm really surprised we bought some in, uh, where were we? North oh, Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's there. legal. You can buy it online. You can literally type Kratom and buy it online, have yeah. it shipped to your house, no problem. So it's just, you know, you want to make sure where you live. It's, you know, if you got caught with it, then 
you yeah, could and get... please don't get this to use as like a drug to get no. fucked up. Like, <laughs> no, this is this is like for serious pain and stuff. And but if you really have those issues, I I highly suggest looking into it at least and talking to a doctor because it really does help. Like I can tell you firsthand. So it really does. It it, it can do wonders for you. This was very interesting uh, that I had no idea. But if you are caught trafficking marijuana in Singapore, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Um, you can be subject to the death penalty. Jeez. Yeah. Damn. Death penalty. Death penalty. Mar- That's fucked up. Isn't it? That's so messed up. That's crazy. What the fuck is that? But the good thing is, like, because Thailand is the first Southeast Asia country to legalize it and recognize that it has medicinal benefits, I, I think what we're starting to see is kind of a domino effect a little bit. I think we're starting to see, you know, other countries are starting to be like, oh, okay. Maybe we should start taking this seriously. What do the people want? Oh, the people do want us to to uh, let them use this for you know medicinal yeah. purposes and things like that. So, I mean, if anything, I hope that especially marijuana uh, becomes legal medicinally uh, across the world. You know, recreational, whatever. You know, but there's yeah. a lot of people that need this medicine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, some of you have said, "Oh, well, why do you guys talk about drugs so much?" To us, these are these are medications. These are natural medications. I honestly get offended when someone says I'm talking about drugs. Yeah, like I'm just getting stoned. No, bitch. Like I have serious health problems, and marijuana and kratom are excellent natural and medications that can keep me from having to go on opioids. And I will fight to the death on anyone who disagrees with that or tries to tell yeah. me that it's wrong. And I will keep spreading awareness about it. We talk about it because it's fucking important. And there's a lot of people out there that need this. Like there's so many, so many studies that this could really, really help major diseases. And I mean, educate yourself on this before you judge it. You make a, you draw a conclusion. That's yeah. all we ask is. Yeah. yeah. I hate when I have that conversation with people who haven't even done a basic Google search. On <laughs> My it. own it's parents. Like, <laughs> you know what? If you literally are just going to go off things you've heard, then right. I'm not going to even talk to you. No. Like I'm not going to have a conversation with someone about something that you don't even understand. Come back to me when you've researched it a little bit and we can actually talk. Because it's so annoying. Like people who barely know anything about it will act like they're like they know everything when it comes to it. It's like, dude, you don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, is just people have had the stigma of what what weed and marijuana is based upon, you know, all of the years that it hasn't been legalized and regulated Mm -hmm. and you know, it's become this like kind of dark, scary thing. You gotta go see a drug dealer to buy it. It's and it's like, so oh, it could dumb. be laced with something or play you know, it. something like that. Now, you know, I got fucking four dispensaries, five within, you know, a mile of me. And when I go in there, it's professional. It's like, here's what do you need? Oh, you need the C B D with the THC. Okay, we got that. It's it's very it's become it's, it's like so weird. Yeah, we can go to fucking liquor store on New Year's Day and get a, you know, 40 of alcohol yeah. and get fucked up which and, there's a lot of studies showing that alcohol may not even be like we're not may not even be meant to drink alcohol as human yeah. beings like our bodies may not even be supposed to be taking yeah. you know we could be just like poisoning ourselves we probably <laughs> are and the government doesn't give a fuck they're not worried about well, yeah, smoking cigarettes yeah, look at all the cigarettes issues don't that... make you open your mind right alcohol doesn't make you open your makes mind. you, it makes you dumber honestly I can speak from experience on that. Yeah, one, and it, and it opens you up to all sorts of health risks and everything else. So you know, and then you know, ending up needing pharmaceuticals, yeah. and it's this giant cycle, as you yeah. can see. So yeah, they take the ones that I mean, think about it like lavender, chamomile. Yeah. Those are all herbs. Those have natural. I give my bunny lavender because yeah, it calms him down. It's so dumb. Um, it's, it's so stupid. Like it's just like anything like that. 
You know, it's they a don't plant. want. That's the thing is, it comes down to they don't want you to have anything psychoactive that will yeah, open your mind, expand thing. your consciousness, yeah. awaken you. Yeah. They don't want that to mm-hmm. happen. They do not want that mm-hmm. to happen. And now that it's starting to, I think they're shitting bricks. That you know, oh shit. Because imagine if everybody is able to, you know, yeah, open their minds and and just. I became more raise your awareness from marijuana. Like I can thank marijuana for. <laughs> how open-minded I am truly I was way close-minded like five years ago Josh will tell you I'm like a different person than I was in high school it's like oh, a yeah. major goody oh, two yeah. shoes <laughs> I was so judgmental about weed at first like oh I was yeah so he judged weird the shit it. out of me yeah. I like got mad at him we got major like mad but that's normal right that's nor- that's yeah. become normal because that's what our teachers taught us that's what our parents like, taught us so bad you're doing drugs yeah, yeah. smoking pot like, eh. <laughs> and then I tried it I was like wow this really helps my anxiety like this is really amazing and then you know, as my health problems have gotten worse, I've used it as more of a medication. But I'm just so glad that I even started using it because it made it made me open up to all of these things. Like we never had conversations like this. We didn't talk about aliens and consciousness and all this. We did not before we started. No, smoking. Not, not really. No, not really. Not, we had no. deep talks, but like not about this type of stuff. Yeah, we've always been into talking. And like we did question like. We used to talk about religion a lot in life and purpose and the government and stuff a little bit. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit. But but yeah. I was like majorly on the Democrat side. Like now I've become so much more open minded that I don't identify with either side. And I can thank marijuana for literally for opening my mind. So and if you've never if you've never tried it, it, it you know, it's hard to explain, you know, what it what it's like. And, you know, the experience is different for everybody. But I think if you were to talk to any regular user of cannabis, they would tell you that. Exactly what Kendall just said is that it, it raises your awareness. It allows you to think deeper. Mm-hmm. It allows you to reflect on yourself. Like Yes. It, tons of self-reflection. Just reflection. the amount of personal yeah. growth I've done because of times using marijuana and how how close it brings you and I. I mean, how, we've talked about this before. Like our relationship is so much better when we have right. marijuana involved in the situation <laughs> because we don't like and we're not addicted. We're not like depend. You know, we're not dependent no. on it. We could quit cold turkey today and be fine yeah. forever. You yeah. Know? So like I wouldn't like I wouldn't be like withdrawing tomorrow. It's it an suck, enhancement. It yeah. enhances our our already helps, great life. Health issues, but yeah, I grew up in a house with a lot of alcohol use and a lot of fighting, like a very very chaotic household as a child. And so for me, it's like why like when Josh and I smoke at the end of the day and unwind and. Like my parents would have their glass of wine. This is when they would start drinking and they'd end up fighting by the end of the night. Josh and I just love on each other all the time because like they we let things go easier. We don't get as hung up about little no. things. We we're just more loving towards each other. And I I know that is because marijuana, because our relationship wasn't as good before this. Like yeah. and it melts you know, away your hand. anxiety. I was so anxiety riddled that mm-hmm. Josh and I probably wouldn't even be together today. Probably not. Because I was honestly. driving him fucking crazy yeah. before I started using it. So I mean, to me it's like it's almost something spiritual. I'm like thankful for I'm thankful to the universe and to the planet for giving me this as a gift. Beautiful thing. Yeah. And honestly, and <laughs> this is not just a high thought here. This is a this is real real talk right now. I when I worked in IT, I had a client that was a marijuana dispensary. The coolest thing I ever did was I got to go to their grow house, which sounds crazy to some of you, I'm sure. But in Denver, there's big warehouses. You walk in and they have them all set up mm-hmm. and they have just rows mm-hmm. of marijuana plants. And I, I'm not joking. These plants are some of the most beautiful they thing, are. Be, beautiful 
nature plants mm. I've ever seen in my life. And the buds and the flowers are just beautiful. They it are. looks like a living entity, honestly, it when does. you look at it. Compared to other plants, it looks <laughs> yes. almost alien-like. It does. It, it is really a beautiful does. plant. It is. It has the like fact the that like crystals yeah, and turf, like it's it has crystals on it. Like it's beautiful. Shit's blessed. It really is. But anyway. I think now we're going into like, shout out the whole to Deborah Tourism come come tour four twenty tour. No, I think they got shut down four twenty tours. <laughs> There's a bus you could get high on and oh, drive around. Yeah, the and... CNN girl did it last year on New Year's Eve. Yeah, she yeah. was like taking bong hits on CNN. Yeah. I was like, damn, we have come a long way. That's pretty good. Welcome to 2000. What was it? 18. Now we're in 19. God, 2020 is coming. That's I know. Fucking wild. It is. But for the, I feel bad for those of you that want it, want some marijuana but can't get it. So yeah, I do too. I, I feel, feel bad. so sorry and, for you guys. You know, but the good thing. But is come to that, Colorado and like hang out. You can stop by the studio and smoke with us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't open that up. No, that'd be awesome. But that would be cool. If you guys are in need of some relief from anxiety, definitely check mm -hmm. out hempbombs.com. Next best thing. Really, hemp CBD products will will do. You know. Everything that we're talking about minus the high, you know, yeah, minus the psychoactive, right? But everything else. Yeah, but everything else anxiety it, it, and pain. pain definitely definitely helps So um, just so you guys are aware you can get 20% uh, off your order with mile higher code at checkout So definitely check that out if you're and in that's need what of I'm that normally taking because you know, you don't want to like I do it's all use, day on yeah. CBD because I don't like to work and be all yeah. like, you know, high. I, I can't. just can't it depends focus on that the, well. It depends on what I'm depends doing. on the work, too. Yeah. yeah like if I'm filming, no, but yeah, like yeah. editing, I can do. I get a little sidetracked. I'm like, you know, I, I just try to avoid it. But like CBD <laughs> is better. CBD for is great stuff. And stuff when you have to focus. But yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry for uh, ranting on and on about those. Uh, well, intro this will topics. be a long episode in exchange for letting us talk for so long because yeah, and yeah. us being a couple days late this this week. Yeah, so it's only extra long. <laughs> so 2018 was a very interesting year, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> Sorry, I'm coming. <laughs> I'll answer my own question. So the year started out. <laughs> so the. I want to just mention a few uh, stories that happened this year that were just really mind-blowing and interesting. Uh, first one that came at the beginning of this year or this past year was uh, the first ever cloning of primates, which they use similar techniques to the one they cloned Dolly the sheep. Zong Zong and Hua Hua are long-tailed uh, monkeys, and they were born in a research facility in China. Not only that, but Barbara Streisand cloned her dogs too, or her dog, and got like two extra dogs. From cloning you want to clone your rabbit yeah i was gonna say since i mentioned my bunny you guys haven't seen him yet i'm hoping that when we're recording in the studio because my bunnies live in the studio that <laughs> i can bring them on sometimes oh, oh man so he's gonna hang out it's okay, okay. his name's apollo and i have one named athena too so he's just gonna i just feel bad i want to pet him for a little while but this so <laughs> <laughs> josh is like yeah whatever i'm like who cares Enough about, about your, your fucking bunnies I, I have to hear about these damn rabbits like i all love day, them i love oh Crazy. He's freaking out. I love him. She's got him sitting in her lap in the he's chair. He's a good boy. He's freaking out. Yeah, he's scared. But it, it, this year we made major advances in cloning, and cloning is something that is very interesting, but yet terrifying at the same time. Yeah, because I agree. holy fuck, if we can clone humans pretty soon, then oh man, it's going to be a whole different world that we're going to be in. <laughs> if uh, you know, you start being able to clone yourself, or yeah. Like different things like that. But what what I wanted to mention is interesting is like the the big question, right? Is if you clone a human, then yeah, 
you know, is that human going to be exactly like you down to yeah. your personality, your traits? That's my big question. All, you know, mentally, all those different things. Are they going to be exactly like you? Right. Or is it just a copy of you? Well, what's interesting is that Barbara Streisand has said that her two clone dogs yeah. have different personalities. That's so weird. What's but the point? But they look exactly the same as the other dog. See, that's so that's weird. She could have just got another dog that looked like that. Yeah, I guess true. when you're Barbara Streisand, you just got money to blow. I think it was like 50000 or something yeah, per. That's fucking nuts <laughs> for a dog. I love Bernie, but I'm not going to clone I think, him. But I think the only reason I'd want to clone my pet is to get the personality, right? Yeah, You'd exactly. Get the, like, like, if I'd I could want... get his same personality, I get that. I do get that. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So what this suggests is like if we're able to clone humans or you, you had the option to say clone yourself, your body – are you going to get just a duplicate Josh exactly the same way that Josh is? No, you're not. That because sucks. Josh is going to have his own mind of his own, but just look like you physically. So it's like, whoa, you know, what could go wrong with that, right? Because <laughs> then you start wondering, like, does this confirm the idea? This will answer a big question about consciousness, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. It will tell us if we're able to clone, con you know, tell us if we're going to be able to replicate it like we think we might be able to do with technology, but at the same time, it could create a whole, I could just think about all the different problems it could create if people could just clone their bodies and then like harvest their organs or something for your yourself. Like all the different weird things that people could do if they're able to clone. Like what if I could clone my wife? I could have two <laughs> two wives that are my same yeah, wife. Yeah, that's like, a little weird. People would do weird stuff. You oh, know they yeah. would. Oh yeah. So. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. And, and cloning is something that's going to be, I think, a lot more prominent, maybe not just this coming year, but in the the you know next five to 10 years could really become a huge thing. But then other story that just was like crazy is the 12 boys and their soccer coach oh, in the Thailand yeah. cave. This was the best story of the year. This was such a feel good story. It really was inspiring. It was very inspiring, and I, and I hope they make a movie of it. So I think they will. More I people think people jumped see on what that. happened. But yeah, if you, if you didn't hear, it was just a uh, it was a team of young boys on a junior soccer team and their twenty five year old coach, and they went into this cave that they go in all the time. But it was uh, during rainy season, and all of a sudden it started raining, and they got flooded. The entrance got flooded, and they got stuck inside this cave. For nearly 18 days. That's so crazy. And all the caverns so were flooded. Long. Imagine yeah. how long that would feel sitting in a cave. Especially as a young kid. Like these Ugh. kids were like yeah, 10, that 11, like yeah. really young. Mm -hmm. No, like barely any water. Mm -mm. It's, it's honestly mind blowing that all of them survived. Uh, yeah, for real. It's amazing. It really is. But after 18 days, they actually rescued all of them. They had to dive them out. It was, it was amazing. And uh, it ended up being a happy ending. Um, and they, it was so interesting how they put them in like little pods with people on either side of them yeah. to bring them through. Yeah. And like drugged them. So they're basically like. Sedated them. And yeah. Yeah. Just chilling. Just chilling in the pod. Just getting like, sleeping. Out. Yeah. I bet they were sleeping and stuff. They I would pretty have, to, have to just like. Yeah. I mean, they had to like because they. Yeah. Thrashing around totally could have killed someone. Yeah. So, so wild. But that one guy did lose his life. I forget his name, but he was already retired. Uh, the Navy SEAL, the Thai Navy SEAL, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, he lost his life um, in the cave. Yeah, on the so, way out. Yep. But that was a really interesting story. Um, also, this year we we uh, found out how terrible Facebook truly is, which 
I hate Facebook. I'm sorry. I, I do, do not too. like Facebook. I haven't been able to get into my Facebook for legit six months. <laughs> I forgot the password and I don't use that email or phone number anymore. So now I can't get in. They're terrible. They let a quiz app on Facebook this year or um, we found out this year that data from 50 million Facebook users was taken without the user's permission via this personality quiz app on Facebook. And then it was then sold. Uh, it, it was then sold to a data firm, Cambridge Analytica, in which then the Trump presidential campaign access data from. Oh, yeah. So it's this huge, huge fucking scandal. And it, and it just everybody's minds like, oh, God, Facebook sold our data. It's like, yeah, what do you think they're doing? What are all these companies doing selling yeah. your data? Yeah, of course. It's all free for you to use. They're clearly getting something yeah. from you. Yeah, exactly. So that was a, a really big deal. And I just got an email this week about Facebook is like getting crazy with it and like censoring a ton of stuff. Really? Um, yeah, they are. They actually, I got an email from the Carolina Hemp Company actually, and she wanted me to just say that Facebook shut down their entire page for like promoting drugs and stuff. CBD, Damn. like hemp CBD. Damn. And they had thousands of, they had like 10,000 or so uh, use, like followers oh God, on it. And that was like their sucks. main social media. Oh and my God. they were planning to move locations and all these things. And all of a sudden the page just got completely shut down <sighs> and they can't get it back. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Holy shit. So it, it's a big problem. And, and, you know, we're seeing this across all the social media platforms is, you know, some levels of censorship this year, you know, like we saw with Alex Jones and everything like that. So I don't know. It's a little alarming and I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, delete your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I need to still. I, I do too, but I want to download everything off of it. But there's so many people on it. So it's like you still yeah. want to be able to reach all those people on it. Or stock them. Because they have so many users. <laughs> I think they have more users than any other platform by a, like yeah. miles. Yeah, I know. So and it's heavily kind of... used in other countries too. A lot of other countries uh, really down with Facebook. But another uh, big thing this year was just weather and hurricanes and the storms were crazy. Hurricane Maria, which left Puerto Rico without electricity for 11 months. Can you imagine not having electricity for 11 months? I can't believe it ended up taking that long. I was shocked at the three-month mark. And now 11 months. Good God. I can't even imagine. Like, I get pissed. I've had, we had the electricity go out for like a day. And we're just like pissed. Can't do anything. It probably wasn't even out out for a day. Not even a day, probably. probably. a few hours. Yeah, it was probably like 12 hours or something. But it's awful. And I feel for all the people that were affected by, you know, all these hurricanes this year. You know, Hurricane Harvey. Florence, I think, was one of them, and just bad. And the storms are getting worse. <laughs> so yeah. much bad news we're bringing you today. I know everything is getting worse. The world's get, but it it is like I, I hate to say it. I mean, I think there's room to be optimistic, and and uh, you know, I think we can still change a lot of things. But at the same time, I think we do need to be aware that you know the climate, things like that, is getting more intense, and these storms are just going to get worse and worse. So. You know, definitely keep that in mind, especially if you live in areas where you're affected by hurricanes and things like Indonesia just got plowed by a tsunami. Like, and like I watched a video; these guys are playing on stage, and then all of a sudden, they're swept off by a wave. It was a, it was just crazy. I was like, whoa! All of a sudden, a wave just plows through the stage, picks everybody up, and throws them. And it's like, dude, and like the power of the ocean water is so wild. Yeah, like it fucking tsunamis nails are you. yeah tsunamis just like take just levels an area it's crazy so just wanted to mention that because it's just gotten so bad and it's only going to get worse in the coming years 
Um, but some lighter news. Uh, SpaceX, Elon Musk, shout out, launched the world's most powerful rocket, the Falcon Heavy, and used a reusable heavy lift launch vehicle, which was pretty cool. And he launched that from Cape Canaveral in Florida this year, and they were able to carry twice the payload as its nearest competitor, and it also costs less. So private space travels, private aerospace companies are are doing way more than the government ones are for sure. Yeah. But that's why it's so important. You know, I really believe in Elon Musk and I'm I'm not ashamed to say that. And I think that he's got the right idea about where our future needs to go and, and mm-hmm. is legitimately in this not for money, but for mm-hmm. you know, bettering our civilization, our world, getting us to other planets of our yeah. race honestly like i think he's like watched interstellar a few times like <laughs> i have and it's like started or he it. just knows some shit which god by the way you know you got i'm sure you guys think about like all the movies and how like maybe like the government and stuff is like putting these plots into mm-hmm. production for us to see to kind of like kinda prepare us for idea. what's to come because yeah. like interstellar is one of those i'm like this is like that like really helps me understand a lot of things though interstellar like it put a visualization with a lot of concepts it was so oh good. yeah it's great which you haven't seen it absolutely recommend that but it was also interesting that I think Elon, you've said that 15 times this times this year if you can't tell i love that <laughs> it's my favorite movie so we need to have a day off. to watch that soon I love we that need to have too. a subscriber interstellar party viewing <laughs> viewing yeah in our we'll just rent out a theater and we'll just play okay, interstellar and then we'll all sit in a giant circle we and talk about the, the theories Center. and stuff <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> That'd be that cool would be awesome. Fuck. That'd be awesome. We can invite Michael McConaughey. Did I say Michael, Michael? McConaughey? Wait, what's <laughs> Matthew McConaughey? Matthew. <laughs> and then I said McConaughey. God. <laughs> but it was also cool that Elon put his uh, red Tesla Roadster into space with the dummy driver, Starman. When he launched his vehicle out, his vehicle's currently flying throughout outer space, and they just announced that it has sailed past Mars. Damn. Yeah. So there's literally just like a little car flying through space. That's so, so crazy. Cool. Isn't it? God. Where is it now? Past Mars. Yeah. So it's headed on um, its way to. Where would it be going next? What's after Mars? What if it like runs into something or like it, eventually it'll just keep going? I mean. What if some other galaxy and it's aliens <laughs> and a car just pulls up and they're like, what Billions of this? years from now. It's like. Like it's a UFO. We've never seen this. Type like of what is that alien in there? Thing. <laughs> That's funny. No, it absolutely could. But um, also, which was huge in the crime world this year, was the Gold State Killer, which we made an episode on, was caught using DNA matching. And the strategy that they used in order to find him, it was revolutionary because it's going to allow us to solve a lot of not only cold cases, but it's just going to allow us to solve um, cases a lot faster by matching up one's DNA with um, all these ancestral uh, sites and genealogy websites that have this like data dump yeah. of all this DNA now. So it's crazy how much they have. So if you've given your DNA up to the ancestry yeah. websites, then you got to be, yeah, be good because they can find you now. Yeah, we fucking did. So <laughs> don't tell them. No. <laughs> no, they know. They already know. We're fucking dumb. We didn't know. Oh, yeah, know we back made then. a video about it. Oh, God. Yeah, we filmed ourselves like, t- t- yeah. And now they're already <laughs> selling our DNA off to the pharmaceutical companies. I've heard Ancestry is not as bad as 23andMe. Yeah. 23andMe is like the worst. They're the one who's made the big $500 million deal. Yeah. Ancestry claims that they don't yeah. sell shit. So I don't know. Well, Ancestry know. claims you can delete your shit too. So yeah, Ancestry is probably the way to go if you're like, because I, 
someone told me that they were like adopted and they still want to do it. I was like, dude, just do it. Like, yeah, there's all these conspiracies and possibilities, but like if it's going to give you some type of closure and you were adopted or like you really want to know something about your family or some reason like that, like whatever, just do it. But if you can avoid doing it, I would not recommend it. But and if you do use ancestry. Yeah. Or just have your. Well, it, but at the end of the but day, we, yeah, we can't even. Guarantee. At the end of the day, ancestry's probably lying. At the end of here, but here's the thing: at the end of the day, someone in your family, I guarantee you, has done it. Yeah, and they will find you still because you oh, still yeah, show up. You. You're you're listed there. But I think that's a good thing. See, yeah. I think it's great actually. The DNA we're finding thing is like, all these right. criminals. It's true. So yeah, I mean, I'd rather find the criminals and. But you don't want to give them your exact DNA because then health and, right. and willingly give it to them and sign Hold it, it over. Hostage, yeah. Because then they can start. Um, basically hold yeah it's like using it with insurance companies and they can start fucking over your rates or not giving you coverage and all types of shit like that so that i thought that was very interesting now this next story is another very disturbing uh story that I, i'm surprised that i really didn't know that much about until i started reading about it and that is we discovered the sickening scale of abuse in pennsylvania's catholic churches now, um, yeah, this is this is very, very alarming. And I know a lot of you are, are interested in us talking about, you know, the Catholic Church and the Vatican and, you know, a lot of there's a lot of, you know, corruption there and things like that. But this is just crazy. So in mid-August, the long-awaited report into sexual abuse in Pennsylvania's Catholic churches finally landed. And to call the contents horrific would be an understatement. It had been clear since the inquiry was launched by Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro in 2016 that awful things would be uncovered, but nobody was pre was prepared for just how awful. This is this is the statistics that they're I'm about to give you are crazy. <sighs> over 300 abusers were uncovered, over 1,000 victims. Not only that, but across 70 years, priests had repeatedly Jeez. raped children with impunity, <sighs> leaving shattered young lives and scarred families in their wake. Of Pennsylvania's eight dioceses, six actively failed to keep kids safe from pedophile priests. It's one of the worst abuse scandals that the U.S. has ever seen, and these figures are just the tip of the iceberg. Jesus. There were also reports found in this investigation of priests raping children in hospitals, of making young boys perform oral sex on them, but the worst came at the report's conclusion. Of the 301 named abusers, only two were arrested. Two. That's were arrested crazy the rest were dead or had escaped the statute of limitations which the statute of limitations for these types of crimes is a mere five years and this occurred over a, a long period of time but the the fact that these things potentially yeah. happened and there's people you can't be prosecuted for it because the, you're outside the statute oh of limitations. God, the statute of limitations pisses me off, honestly. I've seen so many cases yeah. where it's just so unjust and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, thankfully, the Justice Department has now launched a probe into the local church under the racketeering influenced and corrupt organization statute typically used in mob cases. So, hopefully, in 2019, justice will finally be done. But that is just alarming. And that's this is 100% real. And I mean, I think we all have at least heard of, you know, a lot of the, you know, sexual assault and, and abuse that has gone on in, you know, Catholic churches, unfortunately. And obviously, by no means are we saying all churches, all priests. This is a very, <laughs> no. very small percentage, but it's still happening. It I mean, be a it's bigger than it should be. Let's bigger just say than that. it should be. Yeah, bigger than it should be. It. 
Yeah. Because I mean, my, my whole family on my dad's side is all Catholic. So yeah, they and would, they're good people. They would, I mean, they would be, you know, very disappointed with this, obviously. And, you know, some just turn a blind eye to it and just say, you know, didn't happen. But it's it's concerning. And I think it I think it definitely shows that there's a deeper issue potentially with being a priest and not being yeah. forced to abstain from. That's what I was just your thinking. entire life. That's like really weird. Isn't like, it? Like I was just literally thinking that like how bizarre it is to to tell someone not to have sex. That's like such a big part of life. It's and not. It's very so natural, natural and thing. something yeah. you sh- I feel like you should do. I don't know. I don't. I feel like that's kind of crazy that that's the rule. And obviously they're not going to fucking follow it. Mm-hmm. It's very concerning. I would love to see the statistics on priests on how many have actually followed it. Like, wouldn't that be hilarious? I'm sure it's less yeah. than 50%. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just thought that was a very interesting story and, and a big one that I don't think a lot of us have heard. So yeah, I didn't. It's that. an extremely big it's issue. Creepy. And, you know, we, we can address it more in a future episode and talk about the Vatican because yeah. there's some crazy shit going on with that. But yeah. but anyways, um, another bit, another big thing was Canada legalized marijuana, which was uh, great, uh, which hopefully the U.S. will follow. Not uh, uh, next year would be great, but I doubt that will happen. But then the wildfires were crazy this year. Uh, the campfire that was uh, recently occurred last month killed 88 people. Yeah. Ten billion dollars in damages. Oh, what a mess. Just, yeah, crazy. And all goes back to, you know, how our climate's changing. Um, but then the other thing that we haven't mentioned on here is the the riots in France, dude. That shit's crazy, man. In the yellow vests and how they're, you know, yeah. protesting. Yeah, that's they're protesting. Crazy. They were protesting a fuel tax um, that was going to make it more expensive. But now they're um, they're just sort of protest. The um, they actually were able to get. Um, President uh, Macron to just exit, exit the tax. Wow, so they really? got, they, yeah, they did. That's always cool. To they hear had to riot like of, crazy and like yeah. get crazy with it. And br- like Sometimes Paris looked like do. it was like chaos. I don't know if any of you are listening from from Paris or France for that matter. I'm sure it's way crazier oh than we're even being depicted here. Yeah, I don't. It looked really like know. a war zone in the streets. Like, oh damn, it was crazy. Yeah. God, well, that's not good. Which you know. Protests having to become violent is never a good thing, but, but if it's like if that's, that's the way what it takes listen. to get done, like shit. Yeah. So you know now they're you know the movement has now started protesting a range of other economic issues, including increasing costs of living. So it's still continuing, and they're still trying to deal with it. It's it's kind of crazy, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. We shall see how that situation unfolds. But let's get into some of the other scientific breakthroughs and discoveries of 2018. Let's start with, um, oh, <laughs> there's a new pill for peanut allergies. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say for penises <laughs> <laughs> because aren't they working on that, too? Yeah. A yeah. pill to like birth control. For yeah, men? that's actually on my list, too. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> drug makers are working on a pill for your penis and for peanuts. <laughs> peanuts and peanuts. penis. <laughs> so they're working on a male birth control pill, which is interesting. And I think we'll be. Um, hitting consumers pretty soon. Well, that's good. Like, will men actually take it though? Are they, they going to be like, oh, this is like? I think too honestly, feminine. I think a lot of men will because I I know yeah. a lot of men are you not not wild about you know using condoms or whatever for whatever reason. So this gives yeah. them another option to just you know, yeah. hey, I'm on the pill. We good. You know, and an option to just make sure you're protected because yeah. you could always like sleep well, with someone who says they're 
on the pill. Yeah. And you don't know if they just fucked it up or Could didn't be a take it that layer. day. Or... Double it up. Yeah. It'll, yeah, double layer. <laughs> double Then protection. you have zero, zero percent. No, but chance. as a man, it's probably good to, to know you have a peace of mind and can count on yourself at least not to um, end up in a situation like that. So that is I could see cool. a lot of men going, getting down with that for sure. So then there's pill for peanuts. For peanuts, yeah. For <laughs> peanut allergies. So yeah. that is you, my friend. Josh has a mildish which it's hilarious because listen to this so after a year of using this new treatment 67 percent of kids with peanut allergies were able to tolerate about two peanuts that's it yeah after a year so, so this is like i think this is really like for people that have serious oh, peanut allergy yeah. that like accidentally literally could like convulse and like have major you know major symptoms of of it me, mine is mild. Yeah. My throat gets a little scratchy and I drink some milk. You need some milk. That's what I say. <laughs> I need some milk I need and I'm some good. Milk. <laughs> and I'm good. I'm good because it coats the throat and, and takes away. But it's good news. There's a lot of people that have peanut allergies out there. If you have a peanut allergy, raise your hand. Um, let's see here. We've got this is interesting. Researchers have been developing medical robots that are a thousand times smaller than a human hair and can suffocate tumors this is something that's that is absolutely coming in in very soon and that's this idea of iv injectable robots yes that's very cool that will that are my like micro enter the bloodstream and like crawl around it reminds me of like that movie remember did you ever see osmosis jones osmosis jones you don't know osmosis jones no seriously osmosis jones (laughs) i bet a lot of people out there know it it's a movie. It, it was like popular when we were kids. It came out when we were kids. You don't remember this? Remember he was like an antigen? Uh-uh. I've he, never seen this. Yeah, Osmosis Jones. They like go in and like fight diseases. It was like a war oh, in the body. Cool. So it's kind of, it rem- they're not robots, but it does remind me of that. Like they would go in. <laughs> but imagine instead of having to have surgery. So l- like, let's say you have a brain tumor and instead mm-hmm. of having to have this invasive surgery, mm-hmm. they had a way, like if you had a tumor or something, they had a way to send in these tiny microscopic robots into your body and go to the side of the tumor and essentially take care of it for you. And just, I don't know what they do. Eat it, reduce it. I don't know. They would do something to it to eliminate it. And then I assume you would just prop like somehow the robots would disintegrate or maybe they would just pass in your, you know, somehow exit your body. But yeah, I think that's really interesting that, you know, we could potentially have robots be inside of us, but also saving us. That's really interesting. I wonder like that would be really good for like biopsies, like things like that. Um, Yeah. Like going and collecting samples for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead of having to cut it, and they could go it. way into your like digestive tract and like, you know, and instead of having to get all it's so uncomfortable with the cameras and the scopes and everything. But like if it was just what if you didn't even feel it? Yeah, no, that's you so don't crazy feel crazy to don't think, think about. How cool. That'd be crazy Dude, if I'm you did feel it. One. That's pretty cool. I think that's awesome. A little scary. I don't know if I'd just jump into it, but maybe one day you'll like this one. Scientists harvested vegetables in a greenhouse in Antarctica. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Without the help of earth or daylight, scientists managed to harvest vegetables on a greenhouse in Antarctica. They they have heaters? Here's what they had. They were operating out of the uh, Nemer station. And in April 2018, they harvested salad grains, cucumbers, and radishes 
in their high-tech greenhouse. And outside, the temperatures often drop below negative 4 degrees. But inside, the researchers created an environment hospitable to plant growth. Mm-hmm. And the point of this project is to hopefully one yeah. day help astronauts grow food That's what I was thinking. on another planet. Like This shows us that we can possibly grow things in a different environment. Yep. Which makes you think, holy shit, they're actually really starting to prep for life on another planet. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of money and research and the time thoughts, is... The serious thoughts are headed there. Are way. absolutely headed there. It'll be more of a conversation probably in 50 years. Telling you. Interstellar plot, guys. <laughs> it's seriously what's happening. For real. This is interesting, too. And you had a you had another point that you mentioned to me earlier. But researchers are are lear- have learned how to reverse the aging oh, process yeah. in mice. Yep. A team of Boston researchers led by Dr. David Sinclair revealed they found a way to reverse aging in mice. Aging in mammals is related to a molecule called NAD, which is necessary for survival. NAD levels naturally drop over time, leading to age-related diseases. When Sinclair found a way to boost NAD levels via a dietary supplement in older mice, the cells became young again and the mice's overall health improved. This sounds very similar to what you were telling me about earlier mm-hmm. with humans. I saw about, this on Twitter. Uh, blood plasma. So there is this this guy. Um, the vampire molecule. Yeah, he's known for creating this vampire mo- uh, molecule. What? Sci- Dr. Sal Villeda. Yeah, Villeda. Villeda. Yeah. Um, so basically what he's doing is taking plasma from younger bodies like teenagers and injecting it into adults and or older people and it's reversing their age. Like he said, it's, it's like plastic surgery from the inside out that it's like, they look better. They are smart. They are like more with it mentally, uh, stronger. So it's like, yeah. He's like, and then he was like, I want to be clear. This is age reversal. I figured out age reversal. This guy claims he literally figured it out. And right now it's like $8,000 a person or something crazy. That's, a, that's honestly not that much for age no, reversal. It's not. No, that's cheap. But I feel like it was more than that. Maybe I'm not remembering right. But anyway, it's pretty crazy to think about like, would you want to reverse your age? Yeah. Well, yeah, because the main thing is age related diseases like Alzheimer's yeah. and cancer develop mm-hmm. more frequently as you get older mm-hmm. so if you have the potential to reverse the aging process you could potentially keep yourself from getting these diseases and he said this is not immortality it's just age reversal so i'm confused like i don't know do you still live the same amount of time or can you live longer well like, that's that's, that's the thing right is it, is it actually reversing all your organs your heart is that reverse Reversing, he or is it, it just is. Get the outer appearance? He of said use. your whole body is like. So if that's the case, him. then yeah, I mean, potentially you would live longer because. But he he says it's not. You won't be immortal. Like there's right. No, he says immortal. it's still not a, a way to be like live forever. If anything, it might give you some extra years. Like, yeah, think extra about it. years and and a more enjoyable life. Because what if like we were able to get the, uh, you know the the age at which people die on average up over a hundred like yeah and but yet you know you're, you you're the, not old you're yeah. still like your young body like, what if like your 50 60 year old body is kind of like where you kind of like peaks out at yeah yeah interesting isn't it yeah so i mean keep an eye on this one this was i just literally saw this trending on twitter today so so many exciting things happening i know um you know i, I think technology could potentially save us that are aliens but um right now i think technology's what's gonna you know be the most immediate um solution to reversing a lot of these things that are happening 
to our bodies, to the planet and things like that. So I thought some of those discoveries were very interesting, but I wanted to talk about one of our favorite subjects, space and some of the discoveries with space this year, because there was a few big ones. All right. So I wanted to talk about, um, actually before we talk about space, a few archeological and historical discoveries. This one is, is interesting. They basically, um, examine Hitler's teeth. Adolf Hitler's teeth. Wow. And revealed his cause of death. What? Yep. When? This year. Wait, when this year though? Um, May 2018. Oh my God. So was that like right after I did a video on it? <laughs> Maybe. Didn't I do one in like, I think I did one in April. Yeah. I'm going to look. I don't know. But anyway, in, in, in a new study, French scientists analyzed fragments of Adolf Hitler's teeth to prove that he died in 1945 after taking cyanide and shooting himself in the head. The research was published in the European Journal of Internal Medicine in May 2018, seeks to end conspiracy theories about Adolf Hitler's death through scientific analysis of the dictator's teeth and skull. Damn, I must have just not... <sighs> This is I had 20... to, I had to look a little bit to I'm find confused. this. I'm surprised that this wasn't every yeah, I, I, like I, everywhere. I posted this in May 29th. Oh, Hitler. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, here I I'll I'll address this. that in a sec. But because like I thought they never found his skull. They they well determined that his... the skull is a 45 year old woman. No, well, I... the skull that originally with the bullet hole. Yeah, they did. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. This is just their teeth. I'm talking about their teeth. I don't know he about says the skull teeth and skull. Apparently, apparently <laughs> Russia had his teeth and skull, which interesting again, again, this all comes back to like with any conspiracy theory, do you trust the establishment? Do you trust like these academics and these, you know, potentially government connected people to, to give us the truth? But according to um, the people that analyzed his teeth, they said that his teeth are authentic and there is no possible doubt. Though it's widely established mm -hmm. that Hitler died in his bunker in Berlin rumors of his escape are out there and their research proves that he and this research proves that he did not flee to argentina in a submarine and he's not in a hidden base in antarctica wow i'm surprised that's like embarrassing for me <laughs> <laughs> but but at the end of the day right like i have you and i haven't I've seen never his teeth heard of this. yeah I, I don't think a lot of us have heard about I, this yeah and this wasn't i did a lot of research on this i'm like confused hmm. yeah european journal of internal medicine so if they do, in fact, have Hitler's authentic teeth, which they say they do, then they have essentially proved that or this could be a giant cover up and they're just putting this out there as like an official statement to just solidify the story. And and in reality, Hitler's still out there or he's, you know, he escaped in Antarctica somewhere. planning in a world attack. Yeah, he's rising back. <laughs> That's what up. a lot of people think. Yeah. A lot of people think he has a, a base in Antarctica or built, you know, the Nazis were there at one point. So. It's interesting. That's crazy. Here's another big thing that um, we discovered. A Paris-sized impact crater was discovered under Greenland's ice. The meteorite responsible may have weighed 5 billion tons. And so a study published in November described the crater, which was made by a half-mile-wide iron asteroid that wow. slammed into Greenland between 12,000 and 3 million years ago. It's so a, when, a, when something like that hits, does it like just go into a million pieces? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but it I mean something that big wouldn't affect the entire planet. Yeah. I mean that would completely Yeah. That's huge. Right. That's really big. And this crater's been buried under thick ice um in Greenland. 
and it's the first time ever that an impact crater of any size has been found underneath one of Earth's continental ice sheets, which is interesting that we still don't even know it's under all of the ice sheets on our planet. There could be even more evidence of all sorts of things under the ice that we just can't see yet. So this is, and and I wanted to talk about this because uh, somebody that I, I'm a big fan of, Graham Hancock, he's an author, researcher, um, very interesting guy who gives a totally different look at uh, the, our human history, ancient civilizations. Yeah, he's so fascinating. Um, he proposed that a cataclysmic event like this type of uh, meteorite impact um, could explain anomalous evidence of an ancient civilization predating the Egyptians and Sumerians by thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And the theory, which is called the Younger Dryas Impact Hypothesis, supported the possibility that such an apocalyptic event could provide evidence for the existence of a lost civilization such as Atlantis. So according to Hancock, the dust launched in the atmosphere from the asteroid's impact lightly lingered for as long as 1,600 years before temperatures began to rise. And this led to massive amounts of melted ice as the cold subsided, which in turn caused sea levels to rise. So this could also explain the great flood that occurred. Oh, right. That's Mm -hmm. in all the religions, all the texts. A great flood. Clearly a flood happened. Potentially when this crater, maybe this crater is a... It wasn't, you know, necessarily like God that flooded the earth, but a meteorite, yeah, cr- just yeah. melted everything and caused the sea levels to rise up and and flood out everything. Wow, which could explain also how if Atlantis got, you know, yeah, buried, yeah. So very, very. Got to do an episode thing. on Atlantis. I love Atlantis. I know. When, would you guys like that? Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sure. Thumbs up for asking. Atlantis episode. <laughs> I don't even know why I ask that kind of shit. They never say no. I'm no. Like, nah. Which Plato even said that Atlantis was destroyed by a giant flood and earthquakes yeah. 9,000 years before the time of uh, yeah. Salon. And people always thought he was just writing fictional stories, but now they're thinking it could have been historical text in a creative language. Mm-hmm. Some other interesting uh, discoveries out of Egypt. They're, they're continuing to discover Sphinx statues at different temples um, Dude, that the they're sphinx uncovering. Is a big deal. The Sphinx, that's that's the thing, is like there's something clear about this. Like, yeah, it's there's very some interesting. some type of secret or something we're missing about the Sphinx. Absolutely. It's so bizarre. Because if the Sphinx is showing up in all these places and the Sphinx is almost like a, uh, it's, it's like a monument, but it's like, it's a unifying monument. You know, it's like there's some, there's a connection with it. There's something that, there's a reason for it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it's a much deeper reason than we even know. So it's interesting that they're as you know, cause Egypt is continuing to do more development and things like that. And like this year they found that big giant black sarcophagus oh, yeah, that, that we thought cool. could have been somebody, you know, yeah. b- famous, but ended and up being, being like nothing, <laughs> nothing really or soldiers. Um, but it's really interesting. I, I, and it makes you wonder like, why aren't we looking at the big Sphinx in more detail than we are? I don't know. So maybe there's a reason for it. I think there probably is, because why aren't they? It doesn't make why, sense. There's why wouldn't a lot they be like trying to scan that thing with everything? Yeah. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe there's some like hidden secret behind it that will just Remember like. Remember that kid that yeah, Bariska kid yeah, yeah, said yeah. that? Mm-hmm. The yeah. Russian boy. I have a video about it on my channel. He yeah, claims he did. He was from Mars and he claims that the Sphinx like carries um, some type of secret message and we have to open it. 
who knows? I think another uh, psychic predicted that too. Someone else said something about it. I've heard that many times, the Sphinx. Like, yeah. Clearly something's going on yeah, with that. There's absolutely something going on with that. Uh, but we found the oldest known human drawing, which pushes back, uh, you know, the very beginning of Homo sapiens and, you know, our ancient ancestors, 30,000 mm-hmm. years older than yeah. what we previously thought. <laughs> That's so much time. So, dude, it's like we have like here. The thing with history is like we really don't know that much. Like, no, we don't know that much about especially ancient history. Mm-mm. We only know based upon what we find. But there's so much we haven't found that provides answers to how everything came to be the way it I is think today. There's a lot of things that have been found and have been hidden from us or destroyed. I mean, if humans were homo sapiens in, in the human form were around as far as 120,000 years ago, then that's a lot of time dude that's a lot mm-hmm. of time that things a lot of things could happen uh potentially an advanced civilization like graham hancock was talking about could easily have um come up and, and fallen during that time so um this is interesting though a truck drove through peru's ancient nazca lines and mm. because of this he wasn't supposed to do this but because of this they found 50 more of them what yeah how did they not see it from the sky I don't know. What? I don't know. That is so bizarre. Which the Nazca lines are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Potentially mysterious ancient symbols carved into the desert. They're huge. By pre-Incan peoples some 2,000 years ago. Huge. It's insane. And they're like uh, a lot of animal symbols and stuff like that. It's really weird. Ancient a- aliens uh, talks a lot about it and mm-hmm. possibly their extraterrestrial connection. Yeah, because how else would they have been made? How? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if what's making crop circles, right? So why couldn't, you know, they make some lines? Oh, he's so cute. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, Trying to figure out the Nazca lines. We found more structures in Guatemala from the Mayan Empire. Some 60,000 previously undetected. uh, We found there that we have yet to excavate. We found the world's oldest intact shipwreck at the bottom of the Black Sea. This goes back like it's and it's like basically everything is virtually intact still the mass is still standing the rudders are in place and it's been like that for 2400 years roman era 17th century how crazy is that that is crazy what else is on the bottom of the ocean Hmm. but when a lot yeah yeah, (laughs) a lot a lot a lot imagine the cool shit that's down there dude oh yeah but the biggest space discovery that happened this year was discovering water on mars um for Mm -hmm. sure the uh, european space agency uh was able to confirm the possibility of a body of liquid water on the planet Mm -hmm. and according to the findings there's a 12.4 mile wide lake under uh 1.5 kilometers below the upper ice cover so they also found out that like the soil in mars just contains like a lot of moisture like when you steam it out you can create water and and uh the building blocks for life too that was another thing too is they they found so literally we discovered that there was potentially at one point in time in history in all the there was. billions of years there was life there i think there some was sort. i think that is like the result of nuclear war or even something. intelligent life the yeah. planet looks like it got blasted to like the, to, the they surface say that got. there's like radiation around it and stuff there's a lot of scientists that have theories about there being nuclear war on mars at one point yeah not to mention all of the interesting rock formations pyramid i mean all sorts of weird interesting anomaly uh, have been detected on on Mars, so that is that is very very interesting. Uh, NASA's 
Kepler spacecraft. NASA. <laughs> Shitty NASA. But their Kepler spacecraft, uh, they de- decommissioned on November 15th, which was the legendary Planet Hunter. It is. Uh, it made history by discovering thousands of exoplanets, dramatically increasing the number of known worlds circling other stars. By 2008, the year before Kepler's launch, scientists had confirmed the existence of 340 exoplanets, but Kepler contributed another 2,328 worlds with an additional 2,425 candidates waiting to be confirmed. Damn. That's a lot of planets out there. That and potentially, potentially planets that could have life. You know, or most likely have some form of life. Um, the other thing that happened this year, um, which some of these I made videos on my channel about, by the way. Yeah. Um, especially this one, the fast radio bursts, the mysterious fast radio bursts, which are intense emissions of radio light, which can pack as much as energy as a century's worth of solar activity into a brief millisecond long burst. The thing that's interesting about it is that the source of these and where they're coming from and what is sending them is a mystery. So astronomers in October announced 20 previously undiscovered fast radio bursts, including the closest one to Earth and the brightest one ever seen. So the astronomers are literally listening in a way, listening to the the rest of space for these fast radio bursts and trying to maybe figure out if it's some type of signal. Maybe it's a message. I mean, who knows? I mean, we sent these out. Carl Sagan sent them out um, back in, I believe, the 60s. And... He, uh, you know, maybe we're getting a response, you know, because I mean, it takes a long time for these to travel to distant galaxies, but maybe, you know, we're starting to get a response to, to some of these things. That'd be nice. And then the year closed out with a, oh, this was cool. Yeah. You liked, you like this one, I especially, but the year closed out with a new solar system friend. Astronomers announced the newest known member of our planetary collection, a potential dwarf planet that is the most distant body ever observed in the solar system nicknamed far out i love that far pl- out and it's pink it's cool yeah far out orbits more than a hundred times the far distance out, from the dude. earth to the sun <laughs> taking more than a thousand years to take a single trip around the sun thousand years around the sun it's way out there which is not even that far out when- do you think they named it that because it's far away well obviously they did or did they do it like kind of like far out like ooh. As like a dig out. or something? No, not oh. a dig. What, a dig on the planet? Yeah, they're trolling on that planet. <laughs> Maybe. Piece of shit. Maybe. Just kidding. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. But it's a it's a round pinkish dwarf planet about 310 miles across. So it's not very big. <laughs> well, it's big, but it's not Earth big. So pretty interesting. And I mean, obviously, uh, on this podcast, we talk a lot about UFOs and UFO sightings. And mm-hmm. and I believe those are up this year, actually. Um Last year, we had some 7,000 UFO sightings that were reported to the Mutual UFO Network, um, who keeps track of all all the sightings that are reported to them and investigates them. And I think we're on track to surpass that number for quite, uh, by quite a bit. There is a lot of uh, different UFO sightings in the news and in the mainstream media, uh, more so this year. That was interesting. So it's it's very, you know, when you kind of put all these stories together and you kind of look at it all together, you start yeah. getting this picture mm-hmm. of what's going on in, on our planet. And mm-hmm. and what you start to see is, you know, we're looking outward more than we're looking inward mm-hmm. to our planet. Like and especially those at the higher echelons of of society and power and wealth, they're already looking beyond, you know, Earth. They're looking at Elon Musk is looking at 
putting people on Mars in our lifetime. And we're going to see some major things. And, you know, especially when it comes to the UFO topic, especially if we get some type of, you know, disclosure of extraterrestrial intelligence, things like that. I think we're every year that passes, we're inching towards that more and more and maybe even a full disclosure, which would be, you know, amazing. But that would be so nice. Until then, but also a little freaky, but a little freaky because it's going to shake up everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to shake up everything and you know, we're all going to have to sort of adjust our, our lives and mentalities to this new idea that we're not alone and we're sharing, you know, this planet potentially. A lot of people believe that aliens are among us and a lot of them have genetically, you know, crossbreed with humans and there's hybrid alien human beings experiencing life as a human here and to conduct research and there's all sorts of of wild things that could be going on and if any of these come out to be like a hundred percent true fact it's going to completely change 2019 especially if it happens this year (laughs) i have a feeling something big's going to happen in 2020 yeah Yeah. 2020 at the end of a decade i don't know if you want to hope for that though because like it's going to be a little fucking scary well regardless i think we're going to see some big stuff some big events this year yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of big things happening. So I don't know. Hold on to your uh hold on to your seats here guys cuz it's going to be a wild ride in 2019, but we want to just thank you guys for uh, joining us for today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you found it interesting, relaxing. Um hopefully it was a good time. We had a good time just talking about this stuff with y'all. But if you did enjoy this episode, smash that like button if you're watching us on YouTube. Subscribe iTunes. Yes and youtube we really appreciate it guys we got some really interesting stuff coming um we're Mm -hmm. gonna keep going higher and higher on this show (laughs) (laughs) so you know we really are and lots of really interesting things i can't wait to get higher with you guys (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) that just sounded really funny didn't it but you got any final words you want to say to the no. to the people? I just it's been a crazy year. It's been but it's been a really good year as far as it's been we're really concerned. good. Absolutely. It's been like so fun doing this podcast. So yes. just another thank you guys for being with us for the last year. We're looking forward to the future. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, we got big things coming. I think you guys yep. are gonna be super pumped. So if you're Your contemplating on whether flown. you're gonna stick around or not. I highly suggest you stick around. I feel like if they listen to this whole fucking episode, they're not contemplating whether they <laughs> stick around. <laughs> that's true. That's true. This, yeah, we this was a we pack a lot of information in our our podcast. So, oh yeah, I know it can be overwhelming for some and and others. You guys just gobble it up and and gobble ask, it up. <laughs> can't wait for more. You're like, please give me more. So yeah. we're super excited, super pumped. But and we will be back next Monday like normal. Back to our regular schedule. So this was an anomaly because of the. Uh, new year holiday so apologies on that but that is it for us today thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the mile higher podcast talking about 2018 breakthroughs and discoveries it was real thank you for listening and stay woke see you next time